0: And one friend that I had in particular, her name was Tata Cherise. Now, if you watch the Going Live show, you know who Tata is. She was basically um, the public defender. That was her uh, main gimmick on the uh, show. That was the main character she played, and she did that quite a few times. And if you saw the um, Hood Exorcist sketch, uh, she played the mother in the sketch. Like I played the uh, the priest that was trying to, you know, get the demon out of. Of her son in the sketch uh, she played the mom and I played the priest going the power of Christ compels you like that was me well sadly this past Christmas Eve uh, Tata Charisse was carjacked at gunpoint while coming home from a comedy show you know, get back to selling merch and get out there performing. And what I'm going to do is, I am going to read the synopsis of her GoFundMe page to further illustrate what she's looking for, rather than try to paraphrase it. So this is on her GoFundMe page. Hey y'all, so I got carjacked. I'm no stranger to obstacles or overcoming tough times, but what recently happened to me was something I really wasn't prepared for. I was carjacked at gunpoint by two men on Christmas Eve, coming home from a show. Comedy is now the majority of my income, so my car was very important to me because it's how I get to most shows. Also, all of my Tata Charisse merchandise was in the trunk of my car, which was another big part of my income. I'm blessed to be alive. I do about five to 10 shows a month and I'm really grinding. I don't plan to give up at all, but I'm creating this GoFundMe to help speed things up so I can get back to doing what I love and bring joy to others. Anything that anybody can contribute would be greatly appreciated and used to go towards a car and to replace my merchandise that I sell at shows. I appreciate the support and my spirit has not been broken. Thank you for the love that people have already showed me and anything further helps. I just entered year six of my stand-up comedy career and it has been an incredible journey. I've hit amazing milestones and so far I've performed in over 200 shows non-stop but I can't let this situation slow me down and as I mentioned before Tata Charisse is a friend of mine I've worked with her before she is hilariously funny and a tremendous talent and I am encouraging all of the Boochcast fans to donate money to Tata Sharice's GoFundMe to help her get back on her feet get back on the road and get back to doing what she does best so from now until the GoFundMe page is completed I am going to be putting the link to her GoFundMe page on every single BoochCast episode going forward inside the synopsis so you can use it to go there and do whatever you can to help her out. I will also be providing links on the BoochCast social media pages so you can access them there as well. So go to the link, donate what you can and help Tata Sharice get back to bringing joy and laughter to the world.
1: Lutz Irritating little crumhorns. Gaze at the person across from you now. Feel the sweet spark of connection. If you don't screw up this moment somehow, maybe. You won't die alone Don't be too needy Or bring up your ex Don't say the words peace simplex Don't ever mention You've never had sex Trust me, I promise She you knows And now Her defenses are starting to fall, smile and return her affection.
0: What's up everybody this is Vinny Bucci aka The Booch and welcome to the recap of NXT and of course ladies and gentlemen joining me here on The Boochcast, he is the NXT correspondent he's been woken yep he's been broken yeah, I have. And now, he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the bootcast. the one, the only, the broke soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott.
2: What's up, dude? Dude, dance. Yes, it's me, the broke soulless ginger, Zach Scott. Gene speaking. I'm not that broke. Vinny. What the hell was this? This was the go-home episode before Vengeance Day
0: this Saturday.
2: And hey, Mr. B. You busy today? Can I ask you a question, Chef? Sure. What's this? I don't know. What's the word I'm looking for? Hmm. It starts with a B, right? I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Boring you fuckers you <laughs> I mean Those are a couple good matches But otherwise Now it's like Okay Get this over with Fuckers Alright okay. Alright well Ladies and gentlemen As we mentioned before This
0: is the go home episode this is the final episode before Vengeance Day this Saturday, and our second to last episode before we go on oh. vacation. As we mentioned before, oh, we have you, a... Jesus. yes, we're taking an NXT break after this. We got this episode tonight. Then Saturday, we're watching Vengeance Day. So next Monday will be the Vengeance Day recap. And then after that, we'll be taking a break from NXT until April for Stand and Deliver. We'll be back for that. And then, of course, as far as the overall bootcast goes, the AEW recaps will turn in March after Revolution. Gator and I will be doing Revolution, and then AEW will be back from that moment on. So, there's nothing left to do now, but kick this off, and we've got our first official match of the evening. we got some tag team action. The tag team match we've all been waiting for, but unfortunately we couldn't wait a few more days. Uh, We have the Creed Brothers with Ivy Nile versus Indushear with Jinder Mahal.
2: Our first match started off great. Um, Indushear, did you notice at the beginning of the match, if any, the Indushear was all- in the office a lot. Yes. And then also in the Julius... <sighs> Slide so now. What are these guys' names again? I'm sorry, Julius and Butch, Brutus, right? Brutus. Butch or Brutus? I think it's Brutus. Julius and Brutus. Julius and Brutus. Sorry, I get the sorry, no Beast Cast fans. I get the name for you. Sorry, Vinny. It was it was a good freaking match. The, the Creed Brothers finally got on the offense, and uh, back and forth, back and forth, and all of a sudden, Jinder Mahal, right where the Creed from uh, uh was about to win, not to spoil it here, uh, Julius, uh, um, Jinder Mahal held one of the brothers' knees. Uh, Nile came up trying to confront him. Uh, one of the initiatives uh, through, I think, Julius and top rope. He came back, hit poor Ivy now. And I think that she actually, I don't think this was part of the script. I think this was a botch and a fuck up. What do you say, Kenny? I don't know. Uh, I Maybe don't think phone this
0: phone. was a botch. I think that was, they were, he, I think that that was scripted. Um, I will, however, say after watching it that at it least looked believable because he was ducking a clothesline, so he obviously couldn't see Ivy there. So it made sense when he bounced off the ropes and she fell off. You know.
2: you know, can I say this as a positive thing? I've been out may have costed the match, but it wasn't like how it usually happens, right? Well, yeah, right. it's because yeah, obviously you know I mean.
0: they're looking down there because they're realizing, holy shit, we just knocked her off the apron. Is she okay? The tag partner goes to check, and as he's checking on her, Indushir beats the shit out of Julius, and that's how Indushir got the win here. So it kind of made uh, sense for that to happen. You know, if they were if Indushear was going to win this match, that was the best. Way to do it because Jinder Mahal even said they're at this point in is no longer about respect, they're about winning by any means necessary. So they're not going to care about the condition of Ivy Nile, even though they did nothing to Ivy Nile and they probably didn't want that to happen. But they're not that's not going to stand in the way of them trying to get the W. Mm. No, they are not- heels, they are heels, yes. Yeah, uh, so they'll even say later we took no pleasure in Ivy Nile getting seriously hurt, but again, that's match is a match, and we're going to win and we're not gonna let that distract us either. So there's a there's a way you can play with this. And obviously it could be all about, you know, Julius, you know, being apologetic and everything. And obviously, like we said, it's a miscommunication. It was a good way to get, you know, some heat in the match or have a moment where everyone's distracted to in order to get to allow the heels to get the win. So it worked in that regard. Now again, I would have preferred this happened on Saturday because I feel like this is a match that people have been building towards Towards, and it should be on a big show not on the go home because the motivation to watch the go home show is it's the go home show so i felt like this match could have been saved for saturday but instead they're gonna just throw it away and probably do something else for goddamn ridiculous but as a tag team match it was great to open the show it was a great it was a great match i just wish it had been on saturday instead of tonight and i'm that too and on that note we cut to the backstage area where atom is watching an old a kid match Tyler Bate walks in and ponders whether whatever happened to A-Kid. Axiom says he doesn't know. Bate remarks that Axiom kind of reminds him of A-Kid. Axiom says he gets that a lot in his eyes. The two agree to a match in the spirit of competition. Damon Kemp walks in and tells them he hates them. A-Kid and friendly competition.
2: Why? Why? Okay, 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 okay. 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 Actually, Tyler, but two people I really do not care for: High fire, Spot Monkey, bullshit, and and basically, you remind me a kid. So, for I guess actually, this is a kid guy. Okay. Anyways, I thought this was pointless. Jamie Kent came in says I hate you. i will be like I look at him all like I'm not a big fan of you either. But my mother always, my grandmother always said, school too strong of a word." Yes. Well,
0: he he used to wrestle under the name um a kid. And I think he was featured in WWE yeah, briefly as a kid. Because I think there was a guy named A-Kid that came in, like, briefly. And because he was part of NXT UK. But mm-hmm. I guess they decided to rebrand him as a superhero masked wrestler named Axiom. So they have rebranded him in the Axiom gimmick. But he used to be A-Kid in NXT UK. So, okay. so yeah. So Axiom and A-Kid are the same guy. And didn't, li- didn't like A-Kid, don't like Axiom. How I feel about it. It was same attitude that I had when he first came in. It was a spot monkey, just too much high-flying crap, no psychology, just there for the oohs and ahs, and nothing special. And, you know, Damon Kemp, of course, trying to make himself known because we haven't seen much of him since the ambulance match, so now they're trying to get him to do some heel-like stuff. This doesn't seem remotely
2: interesting to me. Yeah, me neither, dude. You want to move on and go on? Yeah, let's do that.
0: We're going to move on now to the next... So we're going to move on now to the next match of the evening, we've got Zoe Stark one-on-one against Indy Hartwell.
2: How do you feel about this, bro? Loved it. Yeah, same here. I loved it. I was like, I mean, even though I'm going to say Indy Hartwell lost, she actually put up a fight. These two women beat the shit out of each other. They did. They went back and forth. I thought Zoe Stark was going to win on the match, but actually again didn't. They made it a decent match. And she, had, like, anybody noticed how tall Indy Hartwell actually is? Yeah. <laughs> people don't realize that. I realize that she's tall. I was like, what? She's 6 what i be. believe she's so t- well I'm, she's about least, she's tall, no at she's, at she's taller than me
0: she's five foot ten so she's not six feet but she's close she's I about guess she, I guess she's, she's about six, six inches taller tall. than me
2: well anybody's taller than you fuck you
0: um <laughs> burn <laughs> i got <gotcha>. you
1: <laughs> yes
2: oh let me enjoy this one please sure no problem <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Back to the match, back to uh, the match. I still I'm sorry, guys. Lost. I had to get that in there. Yeah. You walked into it. <laughs> <laughs> you did there, bro. I'm, I'm just brushing your balls. So you're right there. This match was actually good. I think this is one of the better matches of the night. Yes. These two women, like I always say, beat the share there. I mean, maybe one sign up, maybe too many false finishes, but it was good. I Me- said, see getting Ricky Ross? That's what we call Wrestling.
0: Wrestling. <laughs> so, but here's the thing though as much as I enjoyed mm. the match I'm still not happy with Indy constantly jobbing and I'm gonna ask the million dollar question mm. when are we finally calling her up to the main roster because if she's lo- anybody that loses this much at her level has to be ready for a call up otherwise what the fuck is the point point in even having her here because I mean and I will say both these women did fantastic in the Royal Rumble I love the fact that these women got to be featured in the Royal Rumble uh, even the Wens was impressed with Zoe Stark and we're going to talk more about that when we do the male soap opera moment later this week but uh, Indy Hartwell did great in there as well and as we, as as most of us already know storyline wise she's married to Dexter Loomis so again there is a logical route you can take with Indy Hartwell she can go that route she can do the, the marriage thing with Dexter Lewis, you've got something to work with that can make this more interesting. Okay. Th- this is so there's something good that you can work with here. The problem is they're not pulling the trigger on that. And instead, they just have her losing match after match after match after match after match. After match and it's her goddamn ridiculous. It's like either start giving her some wins or call her up. There's nothing left for her to do if she's just going to lose or all the should, goddamn time.
2: Or, or what she said last week, man, was either start making her lose job, which I'm pissed off about because I love Indy Hartwell. One, she is pretty, and two, she's a badass bitch. And put her in there with Dexter and Loomis in this year's WrestleMania. Dexter and Loomis, Indy Hartwell, the Knit, go against the Knits, and Maurice. Hmm. But they're not gonna do that. No, they're not. Because they fucking morons.
0: No, they're not gonna do that. But it's so... And then, of course, Sol Ruka gets involved, so now it looks like she's gonna be next to few with Zoe Stark. Um, but yeah. I just wish they... I just feel like Indy deserves better I'm gonna say that all the time because it's the truth. and then Very true. after this we have an in-ring segment with Wesley who says he's going to leave vengeance day as the North American champion Dijack interrupts and tells Lee he doesn't have a chance in hell Von Wagner and Mr. Stone walk to the ring Stone says Wagner should be the number one contender Lee tries to play Dijack and Wagner against each other Jack tries to attack Lee but hits Wagner instead Wagner clotheslines Dijack over the top rope
2: um okay uh Wesley I'm gonna say this right now um dude. May God have mercy on himself. Oh, guys. Jacks, hopefully he beats the shit out of me. But,
0: um, this this needs know? to come to an end, this Wesley thing. And then, in uh, and, and the fact, he tried to say West Side. I'm like, oh my God. Like, is he trying to say the West Side as in like, that's what he's calling his fan base? Or was he literally trying to be like, you know, West Side? I'm like, it's Florida, dumbass.
2: Probably part of his finger.
0: And the match is in North Carolina. No in this scenario is there a West Side? In this match, True. it's it, it's stupid. This that was that was stupid. With, and then of course you got a bunch of white people in the crowd throwing up West Gang signs. I'm like, really? are you fucking serious right now? <laughs> Like, you guys don't even live in on the west side. It's Florida. Ridiculous. That's for that. I, I'm like watching this going, tell me I'm not looking at this.
2: No, you were looking. <laughs> it, you it was, you right.
0: know. So now we got to sit through this crap. Hopefully this comes to an end. And then of course, um, after this, we move on to the next match of the evening. If we even want even to call, we'll it call it that. call that. We got Jack versus Von Wagner with Mr. Stone.
2: You don't call this a match? Do you? Mm, not really. I mean, I don't know what you call it. I was confused. It's like, like two big ass dudes into a fight. And I don't know why Bob Linder got involved in this first place. Like, okay. So these two big behemoths beat the shit out of each other. And lo and behold, Dijak's won and rightfully so. It wouldn't make sense for him to lose the match before he goes on to a, one of the, uh, to a bigger match Saturday. Am I right or am I wrong?
0: Um, exactly. So you kind of knew Jack was going to win this. The only way this would have worked for with Wagner winning would be if they added him to this. And it's like, hey, let's have... Have another triple threat match, shall we? Which, obviously, that didn't happen. Um, So, yeah, Dijak gets the win to move on to the North American Championship match, which I swear to God, if Wesley wins, I'm going to be angry as fuck when we do the re- so I uh,
2: wouldn't have it any other way.
0: Of course not. Apparently, <laughs> me being pissed off is what brings the ratings. Uh, so, on that note... You gotta bring,
2: it, you gotta bring the heat.
0: Yes. So on that note, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening. God help us all. We've got Tyler Bate, one-on-one, against Axiom.
2: tell Terry, the truth of any? When I was watching this match, I was fucking around on Facebook, and I came across an old uh, TNA match. That impact TNA, you know what match that was? What's that? Abyss against Dr. Steve in a no-TQ match. Okay. You know why? why? That was more entertaining than what I, just, what I was watching. We kept on looking back and forth, back and forth, back of course, to be the analyst that I am. This was two high flyers basically dicking around. All right. Pretty much. Uh but wait, you were watching Abyss yeah, I mean, versus
0: Dr. Steve Stevie?
2: Yeah, it was yeah, yeah, that one.
0: Yeah, I remember that was that's uh that's Steven that's R- Stevie Richards.
2: Yeah, and I saw that and believe it or not, it was actually pretty entertaining. It wasn't the whole match, but it was like, okay, I guess this over with, please. All right, then no. I didn't like this match. It was two high flyer spot monkey dickheads, and then go ahead. Sorry, I didn't enjoy it. I mean I watch it.
0: It was it was okay. I mean, ultimately, I enjoy. If, the only thing I enjoyed about the match was Tyler Bate because even though Tyler Bate, you know, is at it has the bot the physique of a spot monkey, he's not really who I would classify to be one. I mean, I think he has a lot more ground game and a lot more moves, and a lot of times when he does high flying moves, it's to complement the style of who he's working with. So Axiom, I knew what to expect, but I feel like Tyler Bate kept it as much as much on the ground as he possibly could which I enjoyed but overall anything involving Axiom I just I can't watch it's hard to enjoy I still sit through it because it's not as bad as I'm not invoking the elite rule on Axiom but I I do know what to expect when I watch it I congratulate Tyler Bate on trying to make this a good match that's all i can say what's that
2: who's more entertaining I'm just pointing it out here Darby Allen or Axiom tough call
0: um Axiom has the better physique Mm -hmm. but Darby Allen does have at least a character Axiom Axiom him in my opinion, doesn't have any depth to his personality, and that's the disadvantage. When you're wearing a mask that covers your whole entire face, it's hard as fuck to create a character from that, cause you can't get any you can't you can't get any facial expressions, you can't get any reads off of it, and that works when you got a gimmick like Kane, which was literally based off of Michael Myers. That was literally the inspiration for Kane. Old, old gimmick was they saw Michael Myers and thought, let's make Kane a variation of that, and that's why it worked for him. And it also works if you have good head movements and you're able to tell a story with your body language, like Dexter Loomis, for example. But Axiom doesn't have that skill. At least with Darby Allen, there's a character. There's something to work with. It's depressing as fuck and, it's, and that's why I call him Emo Knievel but at least with Darby Allen I would get some type of story with Axiom you can't tell a story with him so by that account Darby Allen would probably be most likely that I would book if I had to choose between him or Axiom. Personally I wouldn't book either one of them. I think Darby's reckless it's only a matter of time before he gets himself seriously injured or killed and if that happens I'm not gonna feel sorry for him because he shouldn't be that fucking reckless to begin with but with Axiom what could what story could I tell with him? Hell, the math gimmick would be brilliant if I could have if I if he if he was like if he took the fucking mask off and he was literally doing gimmicks where he's doing like quadratic equations and shit. You could do some goodwill hunting type stuff where he's fucking writing on a board. Like here's what I would lo- you know what I would love to see? Now you see now, now you got me ranting. Now you got me thinking here. This would fucking work. If Axiom had the fucking mask off, right? Imagine
2: <laughs> and here's
0: how you could have done this, and it would have been a funny segment. Imagine You have Chase University and Andre Chase is teaching a class and everything. And Axiom was the fucking janitor of the of the of the Chase U. And let's say he's on the board doing equations. And Andre walks in and he runs away and he's like, "Who saw?" And they did a whole "Who solved the equation?" thing. And it was Axiom. Like you could do shit with that where he does where he where he does like equations and stuff. And he can cut promos on like I'm a high flyer, but my geo and he uses like geometry to explain the trajectory of how he jumps and high. Flies like you could put that shit together to make a character like he explains the geometry and the angles and how of how he jumps and how he times and the degrees and what. that's why like his moves could be like 450 splashes or 630s like he does those type of moves off the top rope because again it's mathematician take mathematics and use it in a gimmick because that's what i thought axiom was gonna be i was excited for this i'm like okay this is cool this is different and then as you said before. He became Sin 2.0. I know you also use the Power Ranger reference, but I, d- I would prefer you not use that because that's disrespectful to the Power Rangers. And on that note, we cut to Toxic Attraction and Roxanne Perez, oh who are basically gearing up for this baby. Basically, it's just catty shit going back and forth. Do you even remember what was said in this fucking thing? <sighs>
2: Every time Roxanne Perez try to talk, you know, in these tap promos, she has right talk, uh, Tasha trash to keep interrupting her. Now Vinny, I'm assuming you know how that feels now, don't you?
0: Yes. It makes you wanna it makes you wanna commit acts of violence. Well, here's
2: the kicker. Did you see the whole thing?
0: Yes. But I was trying to but, basically basically she,
2: what? Well, I mean yeah. I uh, she got you uh, doing uh, and she kept on interrupting her and she kind of took off the mic went out there yeah did this and that and also Rochelle Perez says, screw it and attacked them. so yeah basically there you go that's yeah.
0: I yeah basically Perez was talking about how surreal everything is J.C. James said she peaked at 21 and it's all coming to an end and apparently that was enough to make her want to go over there and beat the shadow of them mm-hmm. didn't she say anything that was like I thought she could said something that was more harsh than that I'm trying to check here Bit
2: interrupted
0: in I mean, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you know, with enough people interrupt me, I want to murder them in cold blood. I can get that. Um, but yeah, let's see. Perez talks about being in the Royal Rumble and Jane mocks her and says she's not going to WrestleMania. She's going to lose her title on Saturday. Roxanne says they act like they're best friends, but they said a lot of truth during their fake split last week. And the Tots has cut her legs out from under her, mocking her relentlessly. They say it's two against one on Saturday, and her fifteen minutes of fame are over. Perez storms off and the Totsics finish the interview, and they're confident that one of them is going to walk out as champion, although they can't agree on who. Perez attacks from out of nowhere, and they brawl, so they destroy the set.
2: When they destroyed it, all right. I mean, I don't like Roxanne Perez, but at least I understand where she was coming from. Like, yes. all right, you want to let me talk? I'll take care of this myself.
0: And I've heard a lot of people say that they liked her in the Royal Rumble. She got a lot of praise for how good she
2: did. You watched that, did she? Uh,
0: yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I, I mean it was weird because obviously she's the NXT Women's Champion, but I guess they've now created a scenario where where the NXT titles are no longer an option to choose for WrestleMania, so I guess that makes sense for Roxanne Perez to be in it. I knew she wasn't going to win, nor should she. Um, but I was more impressed with Zoe Stark and Indy Hartwell than I was with Roxanne Perez because I haven't been overly impressed. I'm, just- I'm not a Roxanne Perez fan. I don't. Me hate- neither. I don't. I don't hate her. I don't despise her. I'm just not a fan. I w- there's so many other women that I felt were more qualified to take that title off of Mandy Rose. but they well,
2: had huh? Well, look at the respectful things. When she comes out there, she gets cheered on and, and does the rest of the world she, she's a positive robot. I respect her I do I don't like her but I think she has great heart yeah. she has good heart she no, does I, I can't hate the girl I, 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 like, I, I want to like her but she's like leave well, like a but I, I'm like yeah. Well,
0: like I said I don't hate her I just feel like there are other women that deserve the title more than she does and I feel like the reason girl. she's getting this push is more because of Booker T and less about her talent I feel like the fact that Booker T is part of NXT and the fact that he jizzes all over himself every time Roxanne is in the ring, I think is playing a bigger role in her winning the title, is how I feel. Because, like I said, Indy Hartwell deserved it more than her. Zoe Stark deserved it more than her. Lash Legend deserved it more. Akita Lyons deserved it more. There's a laundry list of women that deserved it more than Roxanne, and yet Roxanne is the one holding it. And regardless, I still think she's going to walk out with the title on Saturday. I think that's why I'm a little surprised that JC Jane and Gigi Dolan weren't featured in the Royal Rumble. I felt I would have put them in over Roxanne Perez. And the reason is because, not because I like toxic attraction more, but because I feel like they're ready for a call up. So I feel the women who are ready for a call up should be featured in the Royal Rumble, not just random NXT women. Like don't, I think that no, the only time anybody from NXT, man or woman should be featured in the Royal Rumble match is if you're looking to call them up so you can test to see how the crowd reacts to them as a way to test it because the big four involves a lot of Mark wrestling fans with the big fours. That's why a lot of of them show up, especially in the specific Mark town. So that's why I feel like that's a good testing ground to get an idea of, okay, do we think that this person's ready? How well do they do in the Rumble? Because unless Roxanne is losing the title this Saturday, there's no reason for for her to even be considered for a call-up to the main roster yet. I don't think now's the time. She's definitely not ready for the main roster. Definitely not.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Definitely not. Not even close. So that's why I was a little hesitant about her being in the Royal Rumble. Did she have a great showing? Absolutely, but I feel like the Royal Rumble should be reserved for people, for NXT stars, ready for a call-up to get that litmus test, to get them at least in front of the crowd so they have an idea who they are. Keep them in the Rumble long enough for people to know who they are, and then when the time is right, then throw them over the top rope. That's how you showcase your NXT people that are ready. Let them have some. Let them have a moment. Let them have a good, reasonable amount of time in the ring. Then throw them out when when it gets to when gets close to the end. But either way, the inter, the the segment was dumb. It was a bunch of catty bitches trying to sell us on a match that most of us don't want to fucking see. So that's how I felt. It was just eh. And on that note, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening. We've got Stevie Turner versus Danny Palmer.
2: The fuck was this shit? <laughs> For real, dude, who, who were these two people?
0: Well, Danny Palmer is nobody. Stevie Turner, she's the one that's been doing a lot of the... Um, some backstage segments or vignettes where she's been, lo- where she's doing the live streaming gimmick. You, you haven't been paying okay. attention to those.
2: No, no.
0: Well, basically, her whole gimmick is that she's a she's a streamer. She does like she does like live streams on the internet. She does like reviews, reaction channel, that kind of thing. She's basically her gimmick is she's a YouTuber, you know. So that's why I feel like at some point when she's cutting a promo from her studio, she needs to mention you know hit like and subscribe and comment. I feel like she needs to put more of that into her. Gimmick to make it sound better, but that's basically her gimmick. Is she does like you know li- like hey we got some live questions coming in. It's kind of similar to Grayson Waller, except Grayson uses the phone and is less of a, and is and is, and Ste- and Stevie's less of a dick. Like she's not that bad of a person. But I thought the match was really good. I think Stevie looked great in this match. This was clearly a coming out party for Stevie Turner. So Danny was nothing. To, Danny was nothing special. She was nothing to look at.
2: Okay, whatever. I didn't enjoy this match. I thought it sucked.
0: Okay. So you're not a fan of Stevie mm. Turner?
2: She's not a person with nothing.
0: Okay. And then we cut to the backstage area where Kiana, James, and Fallon Henley tell Hayden Carter and Katana Chance they are taking the tiles at Vengeance Day. Carter and Chance aren't hearing it. They swear they will walk away it's with the champions. A typical boring-ass promo. Um, I mean, um, it was, but only because it's weird. Like, apparently, Kiana's talking to someone named Zach. Hey, that was me. And says she'll see him soon, so. <laughs>
2: I wish that was really me. Yeah.
0: Fallon Henley rolls up the yell at her accusing her of breaking Brooks Jensen's heart basically saying that you know she's basically saying she thinks she's cheating on Jensen but she's saying she's not and then it's not a big deal and that and then after they go back and forth basically Fallon says we gotta stay focused for Saturday but this conversation is not over so basically she's not gonna let this stand in the way of her winning the tag team titles but that they're gonna have a talk after this and I find it very very intriguing the here about all of this, because here's what I would like to see really unfold. Here is either I don't, because here's a the question: There's nobody on the roster named Zach, so it wouldn't make sense for her to be going after somebody. I don't see her turning on anyone. I, I don't know where this is going. You know, I'm, i got I want to feel like this is a misunderstanding and they're gonna be the tag champs, but I don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm 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 confusion.
2: Okay. Yeah.
0: I just hope they win the titles on Saturday. And on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening. We got. Charlie Dempsey goes one-on-one against Drew Gulak with Hank Walker.
2: Meh. I don't know. Did this match interest you? No. Uh, I mean, Drew Greg against Charles Dempsey, and it was okay. I thought it was kind of boring, and Drew Gregg beating Charles Dempsey was bullshit. <laughs> so, no, I did not enjoy this match. I really don't care for Drew Gulak, but I do like Charlie Dempsey, because I'll say this once and I'll say it again. That is the Lord William Regal's son. And you know what I like about Charles Dempsey? What? As he doesn't do that spot monkey bullshit, but look who his dad is. Just saying.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, it's that's understandable it makes sense but ultimately um, you know he was the motivation for you know William Regal to come back to WWE in the first place you know, that's part of the reason Regal came back was for his son. That's why some people think when he gets back on TV, we might see him back in NXT helping out his son or his son get called up and Regal manages him or something. I think that'd be interesting.
2: Well, um, that'd be cool as hell. Like, yeah. like as soon as his year thing done, Charles Dentsy, Ray and Regal come out together. Yeah, I think that'll work out because I like you. Yeah, uh, Can't talk tonight, Fanny. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> sorry about that, but it was a boring ass match and Charles James was losing. I didn't like Drew Gulak and go fuck your pocket of life because he's boring as shit. Yeah. Good worker shitting on the mic. That's yeah. the problem. Well yeah, and of course Drew
0: Gulak gets the win and nobody really cared about that. It's like I'm sorry, Drew Gulak is not interesting to watch. At all. Hank Walker, This whatever this is, it's not going anywhere. And it's just annoying more than ever. So I feel like Charlie Dempsey should be getting the push because there's some, you can make money with him with some kind of gimmick. Gulat's got nothing to bring to the table. Nothing. Let him go fucking train the newbies. That seems to be his purpose in life. And after that, we cut to the locker room where Mr. Stone is with Von Wagner. Wagner's joined the locker room. Mr. Stone asks Wagner who he is. He's been managing him for a year and he has no idea who he is. This isn't working. Wagner has to show him who he is
2: I actually enjoyed that little uh yelling moment from Mr. Show, did you yeah I did yeah I was like, like like he's like dude if you want me to help me help you help me my right arm that right. he said that I and mean, yes I like Wagner I do it's just ugh. Yes. He's a good, he's a good big guy wrestler. He stays off the top rope. And I him used to do something with him or he used to go uh, up to the main roster. Stay away from AEW.
0: Yeah. And Wagner doesn't dance and he doesn't start preseason without a contract.
2: There you go. He's the ABCs of him, baby. The ABCs of him, baby.
0: He is an athlete. He is not an entertainer.
2: I don't, as... a... Vaughn was the type of dude that I would not fuck with. And the
0: whole time, <laughs> Mr. Stone's in the corner going, fine, 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 as all this shit's happening. Is Mr. Stone- Mr. Stone's
2: like, he was like, seriously, if you want me to help me, help you, help me.
0: Yes, Mr. Stone is out there for Von Wagner. We don't know what it's like to be him out there for Von Wagner. It is an up at dawn, pride swallowing siege. That he will never fully tell us about.
2: Did you read that? Did she come at that with yourself? You seriously don't know where I got that? I've been drinking, so no.
0: I am literally quoting Jerry Maguire. That entire fucking thing is Jerry. <laughs> I literally just quoted a scene from Jerry Maguire. Because that's where that help me help you comes from. That is Jerry fucking Maguire.
2: You want another sad thing? What? I've never seen that movie. You've never seen that movie? Don't you give me shit. Uh-uh.
0: Oh my God. Fuck you. Oh. Oh yes, my nope. god! After all the crap you give me for movies I haven't watched, you haven't seen Jerry fucking Maguire. Like
2: you, it didn't seem interesting to me yet whatsoever.
0: Interesting what?
2: It didn't seem that entertaining to me.
0: Dude, it's that movie's a fucking classic.
2: Not to me. I thought it sucked.
0: You complete me. You had me at hello. None of that.
2: You had me at hello. I didn't remember that.
0: That's from Jerry Maguire.
2: Well, okay, good for you. You actually watched a movie that didn't piss you off for once. And oh no it, me, oh no, it pissed me, oh no, it pissed me off. Cuba Gooding Jr. put together.
0: Oh no, it was a scene, oh there was a few scenes that pissed me off. I'm just saying it's a classic fucking movie. That's really, really good. I'm just saying the whole help me, help you is literally Tom Cruise and Cuba Gooding Jr. and Jerry Maguire.
2: Well, maybe I'll watch it one day. Yeah. You me crap about Jerry Maguire, at least I watched Almost Famous, asshole. I watched Almost Famous? About fucking time. Took you long enough.
0: Oh, wait, almost fame. No, wait, that was almost heroes. Never mind. I, 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 I always hey, get, you
2: fucking asshole. I
0: always get those two confused.
2: No, you don't. You did that on purpose.
0: No, I seriously did get them confused. I always get. No, you um, did that. No, I seriously did. I'm saying sometimes right, I forget. That I sometimes one. forget that. I keep forgetting. Okay, I tell you what. I'll seconds.
2: make you a deal. I'll make you a deal. I will watch Jerry Maguire. You finally watch Almost Famous. I think you would actually enjoy
0: it. I think I'm going to hate this movie. I'm going to want to stab. you. No no, no, no,
2: no, 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 no. It's actually good. It's very good. Not lying.
0: Well, well, we got a weekend to figure to figure that out. So we'll see what we do. All right. Anyway, on that note, we're going to move on to the main event of the evening. It is a fatal four-way match with the winning team. To join Pretty Deadly, Gallus, and the New Day at Vengeance Day for the tag team titles. We've got Malik Blade and Idris Anofi versus Duke Hudson and Andre Chase with Thea Hale versus the Dyad with Schism.
2: This was a clusterfuck. Yeah, it kind of was. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was too many people in the ring, too many tag teams. I was like, seriously? I don't know what was going on. I don't know who was in there. Back and forth, a bunch of all these teams. Back and forth, but what was the strangest thing about the whole thing. Andre Chase University wins. Yeah. I did not see that coming. Neither did I. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw the match, I was like, I had the what the fuck look on my face. I was like, what the fuck about 356 anything? Oh, yeah. Ava
0: Rain trying to distract, but Thea Hale pulls her down off the apron, and then they hit the... uh their There's tag team finisher, and I love the... which I, By the way, I'm going to say this right now. I love the title of this finisher. The or Frat Liner. <laughs> yeah. Because it's a variation of the Flat Liner, but it says frat because they're a college. It's a college university. It's a frat fraternity. The Frat Liner. It's brilliant, and I love it. It's like Duke Hudson holds the guy on his back. Andre flips him over, hits hits a Flatliner, one, two, three. That's a brilliant fucking tag team move.
2: And one one thing I love about Andre Chase, he you goes know, like he Every time he goes, Give me a C, C, H, H, that thing. And I don't know what it is. Gator can't understand it. I don't understand it. But he, every time he does that little thing, he gets the crowd. Go, What's that spell? Chase you. I was like, Well, he sees Who it- gave Andre trash crap, he moved in that
0: ring. Well, here's the thing There's, this is the issue Gator has is that first of all, they don't Andre Chase does not wear traditional wrestling gear. And if you don't wear a traditional wrestling gear, Gator should It's his diapers Um, and there's no one there to change them, uh, sadly. So, so he's, so, so he's even more pissed (laughs) off that he's stewing around in his own filth and
2: Okay, I'm done.
0: So, so there's that, but also he sees it as a modern day bootleg version of the spirit squad, which they're not because when he's doing the whole C H thing, he's stomping on the guy. He's not sitting there doing like a cheer, like a cheerleader would. He's setting it up for a move. To me, it's no different than when it's like when Randy Orton would walk around and stomp on somebody. The difference is he didn't say anything, he just fucking did it. Andre Chase doing the same thing. He said he's going C, H, as long as you're actually like, or it's like when Sky Too Hottie used to go W, O, R, M before he did the worm, and then the who, 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 and then the, the move. It's the same thing. So that's why I have no problem with it. And it fits the fucking gimmick. It fits the gimmick and he knows how to work. So that's why, that's the difference between me and Gator is I can overlook silly shit if the person in the ring knows how to work properly. That's the difference and and he does stuff that's believable in the ring. That's why I can endorse people like Andre Chase and Wendy Chu and why I shit on people like Darby Allen and Tony's Little Dog Pockets because what they do is not believable in a wrestling ring. What Andre and Wendy Chu, they do. What they do is believable. So I can endorse that. Gator cannot endorse silly shit under any circumstances. Just none whatsoever. He will not endorse anything silly even if it's over and even if it works if it's too silly he can't endorse it that's the difference Okay. Desmond will endorse fucking anything. Of course that he isn't, would. That isn't old school. Mm, of course he would. Yes. Desmond thinks old school is old, even though it works. Um, so we go through all this shit. Chase University wins, which is intriguing. Although, if I had to pick somebody to win, I personally would have picked the Dyad. Just from the promo they cut earlier in the night where they said the tag titles have been eluding them for years. But here's the thing. They said it says the formation of the Dyad. But let's be honest. Mm. They've been screwed out of the tag titles or being deprived of the tag titles, all the way back to when they were the grizzled young veterans. They were fucked out of tag team gold. So, multiple,
2: multiple times than I can count.
0: So, I would have had no objections whatsoever to Diag getting the title shot. But, Chase U is over. So, I'm willing to give it to them. Now, if it had been Malik and Idris, I'd be like, fuck this whole fucking show. Because they don't deserve a goddamn thing. Because they're jobbers. And they're not interesting at all. But, Chase U, they're over. So, it's going to be great to see when these four teams lock up at Vengeance Day, what's going to happen. And, of course, after all this, Gallus and pretty deadly appear in the ring. The New Day appear on the Titan Tron, and they congratulate Chase U on their victory, and basically talk about how they're going to see everybody at Vengeance Day. I thought that, although their promo was garbage, I'm sorry. The New Day botched this one. It was boring as fuck. It was. as
2: just gonna match it and turn off the rest of the show.
0: <clears throat> I mean, that's all you can do at that point, because there's nothing left that's interesting. So, you got to work with whatever bullshit is there. That's pretty much what happened here. So, they got all this done. It's all out the way. As we now gear up for any NXT Vengeance Day, which takes place this Saturday. So, so far, here's what we got. We've got the NXT Women's Tag Team titles on the line with Katana Chance and Kaden Carter defending against Fallon Henley and Kiana James with Briggs and Jensen in their corner. So we'll see what happens there. We have a two out of three falls match with Apollo Crews and Carmelo Hayes with Trick Williams. Carmelo had a promo earlier. That's going to be
2: good. Yeah,
0: Carmelo had a promo earlier, but it was boring, so I didn't want to talk about it. Then you got the Tag Team title, Fatal 4, which you mentioned before. New Day, Gallus, Pretty Deadly, Chase. University. Then we got the NXT North American Championship. Wesley defends against Dijak. We've got the NXT Women's Championship. Roxanne Perez defends against Gigi Dolan and JC Jane in a triple and what is technically a triple threat match, but it'll basically be both like a handicap match. I already know the psychology of this match. They're gonna wrestle mm-hmm. in a handicap match So it comes time to pin somebody. Then they're gonna break the pin up because one of them wants to be the champion. They can call themselves coaches. Then
2: they turn on each other. Yes. Roxanne uh, Perez comes in and pushes one out of the ring and Ross and Perez hit hot brush one two three yes
0: and then the main event the steel cage match for the NXT championship Braun Breaker defends Grayson against Rose. Grayson Waller
2: NXT I praise you I'm begging you please make this good before we go on vacation mm-hmm. begging you oh
0: yeah I already see this being a great match and I, I'm a firm believer that it's time for Grayson Waller to be champion yes Braun Breaker is ready for the big time I feel like this is the time for Grayson Waller to finally become the champion I think this match is going to needs to be the main event because it's going to be this is the match I'm most looking forward to more than any other match on the card I'd say the NXT title match and the women's tag team titles are the ones that really have my attention everything else is just kind of there at this point okay but that's what we got um, so that ladies and gentlemen wrap up this recap of NXT and uh, Zach is always I thank you for taking time very busy schedule to join me and uh, I'll talk to you this weekend
2: yep 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 yep, yep. I'll be there in studio yay Yes.
0: So uh, make sure you guys follow the Boochcast. We're on Anchor. Anchor. Spotify. Spotify. Google Podcast.
2: Podcast.
0: And iHeartRadio.
2: And iHeartRadio.
0: Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash the Boochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Uh, make sure you check out the latest episode of the Mail Soap Opera Moment where we talked about our predictions for the Royal Rumble. See which one of us was right or wrong. And be on the lookout for the Royal Rumble recap coming out this week as well. So make sure you check all that out. It'll be on the Facebook page. Also, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TheBoochCast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Visit our YouTube channel. Check out all of our YouTube content and be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell. Be notified when future content will be posted. Uh, We got Dark Side of the 90s still coming to you guys. This Thursday at 2pm, Secrets of the Runway drops this Thursday, so make sure you guys check that out. Also, we got ones coming out in the coming weeks. I've already successfully edited the Arsenio Hall episode, so I'll be coming out in a couple weeks. I'm also in the process right now of working on the MTV and the Real World episode, and Zach and I have about three more videos to film, which we plan on knocking out this weekend, so we can get Mm -hmm. these all out to you as soon as possible. So, Dark Side of the 90s, coming at you. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live live wrestling watch parties. You can check out the Royal Rumble one if you missed missed it. It's currently still on there. And our next watch party will be Saturday, April 1st and Sunday, April 2nd for nights one and two of WrestleMania 39. That's right. Wrestling's biggest event of the year. The mecca of professional wrestling is taking place. Make sure you guys join us for both nights. We're going to be live streaming night one from beginning to end and then we'll come back again for night two from beginning to end. So we're not going to be live streaming the whole weekend just for each show. So join us both nights for a hell of a great Wrestlemania. We are going to be excited to hang out with you guys and live chat with you guys during the show. So make sure you join us. Also, we have our live D&D show coming soon. Our Boochcast booking battle and another special project in the works. Also, you can support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at. Pick the one that works the best within your budget. We have the first level, which is $0.99 $1 per month. We have our second level, which is $4.99 $5 per month. Same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We got better content than Peacock anyway. And we got the third and final level you can donate at, which is for a mere 9 dollars $10 per month. Same amount of money you used to pay for a Liberty <clears throat> Network subscription here in the United States. Everything's to the Peacock. You got to know where to put that So 1099, bring it over here. We got better content in the network. And unlike All Elite Wrestling, we actually care about our fans and are dedicated to giving the people what they want. You have the option of paying with a credit card or with GPay. And the best part is all the money we raise goes back into the show in some capacity. We use to upgrade our equipment. We use to bring in bigger name guests, pay the bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. If you got a favorite co-host and believes they to be paid for their hard Anchor.fm slash cast slash support is how you make that happen. And then, if there's any money left over, when it's all said and done, we use the rest to feed Zachariah Scott his ramen noodles because that's literally all he can eat right now. And, of course, we try to get him laid, which as we mentioned earlier in the show, we are making strides in that direction and we hope to complete the package so so women will actually want to fondle his package. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch. Then keep on living in life, and take care. This has been the Boochcast. I'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, peace, you baby! baby.
1: Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all, goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. so long, so long, farewell, farewell, adieu, adieu, be good, be good. stay well, bye-bye, keep warm, relax, and eat, take care, stay loose, adieu, you i a la and goodbye till when we meet again.